Okay, let's let's start recording right now. Yeah. I'm have no I have no qualms or issues of hitting record yeah. so we can talk about Dude, some hip hop. Now let's I need to know it, what Jim. yeah, I need to know what your relationship to the far side is. Well, yeah, well we're gonna get into it okay. because I gotta intro the show first, right? right we gotta we gotta cult. Uh, one of us. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who uh, are now new to tuning in, uh, this is Swatches and Boomboxes, a retro rap review. And uh, what episode? Is this episode 19? I, I think. I want to say 19. We're going to fact check us, if you will. Uh, but yes, this is episode 19. Uh, I am one half of your conglomerate, Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on Twitter and find me at Jim Search there. Uh, so that's me. But if you want to hit us up, uh, you can find us on Swatches and Boom at uh, on the Twitter. Uh, we're going to be there, so if you want to talk to us all about anything hip-hop, we can talk to you there. Um, also, if you want to email us, you can email us at swatchesandboomboxes at gmail.com. Uh, send us uh, anything you want to talk about hip-hop-wise, man. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and that's us. And to my left, I have my other half. Yep, the other half of the team. I am Neil Charles. You can find me at neilcharles.com and also on Instagram um, at Certified Hilarious. And you can find me on the Twitter as neilcharlesftw for the win. There it is. And uh, without uh, further ado, the voice you heard at the beginning, we want to introduce our guest, uh, who we're going to uh, talk about our album in a little bit. But uh, hilarious comic, enjoyer of all that is hip-hop, Charlie Kasoff. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you? Welcome. Uh, we're chilling, man. We're ready to uh, we're ready to talk some West Coast hip-hop. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, because, uh, and now, uh, so that being said, Neil, uh, take us away with uh, what we're getting into today. Okay. So we're going to talk about, um, a very slept on, very underrated album today. And this was chosen by Charlie and I can't, I can't even express the amount of glee that I had when you told me that this was the album that you wanted to pick. We are going to talk about the far side, second album, Lab Cabin, California. Woo! Woo indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Total Sleeper, and it was released on November fourteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Just to give you frame of reference. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where where were you when this album came out, Charlie? I was in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, in Westchester County, New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, not listening to any uh underground hip hop. At the Interesting. time, except for like Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. would be the closest. Yeah, uh, I was like, at that, I was going through like a grunge rock phase, like full okay. Seattle, um, and probably like Dr. Dre. Okay. At that point, like yeah. that was it, Do Dre and Snoop. Yep. Um, you know, that's uh, it's interesting because that is a lot of where my my hip hop roots kind of started the same with yours is like, uh, the chronic was really like the first album that I'd gotten 
in actively listening to hip hop. Like I had Public Enemy before that, but like I wasn't a very grunge. Like I listened to Nirvana, mm-hmm. that sort of shit. Um, and also Dre was kind of that. So it's interesting to hear someone on that same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Neil, what about you? Where were you when this uh, this dropped? Um, let's see. When this came out, I was a sophomore in high school at the time, and I was. I, oh man, I was a big fan of the far side because I went out and I bought the first album they dropped, which was in '92. They dropped that, and it was uh, "Bizarre Ride 2 Okay, the far side. Interesting. And it was the most amazing thing I ever heard in my life because the tracks, like, they were good lyrically, <laughs> and you know, um, the beats and everything. It was it was amazing, but then it was funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of the tracks were really funny and they actually made me laugh. And then on top of that, they had one of my favorite songs of all time, Passing Me By. Oh my God, that song. And the video, that song itself, amazing. Amazing. Okay. That was their debut single. And uh, when I knew this was coming out, I had to have it as soon as it dropped. So you were, so, where, did, where did you pick it up? I went to Sam Goody. Mm. And I paid my, I don't know, $19 for a cassette tape Oof. back then, which was absolutely ridiculous. That's where I got Bizarre Ride, but in 2000, I bought mm. it on CD. Nice. When I first heard of The Far Side. I had it on tape. Sam, out of control. I defer to you. I had to have it. And... um I still have it to this day. That was one of the tapes where I was like, you know, you can borrow everything else, but you can't borrow that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't borrow that. That, that doesn't leave this house. Fair. I, I have those. <laughs> that album is so weird, too. It's like the love below before the love below. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just insane jazz riffs that go yep. nowhere. Yep. And, like, just people yelling about nonsense. Yep. And they're just like, that's that's what we're going to do. We're not going to do skits. Right. We're just going to, like, yell about random shit. Totally. And it's amazing. Totally. Yeah. It comes together so well. Um, where? Well, I was, yeah, like, I mean, I was kind of in the same place uh, as you in terms of like music. I wasn't in Westchester uh, in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Binghamton, New York. Yep. Uh, and so 14, yeah, seventh, eighth grade. Um, and, you know, I will be 100%. Like, I knew of the far side, but I never had gotten into them really until now. Like this was my first delve into the album. And, you know, it is there. It's what I think is interesting about a lot of the West Coast underground hip hop is that, you know, if you put this on, you know, uh, if if you were to tell me these dudes are from the East Coast, I would have believed it. Right. You know what I mean? There's are those. There's that branch of the West Coast yep. uh, uh, hip hop lineage, I guess, yep. that you have like your Razkazes yep. at a time exhibit, mm-hmm. um, totally. uh, Strong Arm Steady, yep. uh, Jurassic Five, Jurassic Five, like uh, Dilated Peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, those dudes that you listen to, and you're like, oh, uh, this is the West Coast, because when yeah. you think of the West Coast, you think of Dre, yep. mm-hmm. Snoop. Yep. And uh, you think of Death Row, but mm-hmm. yeah, the whole no. Liquid Crew, like the Alcoholics, yep. yeah, could basically be East Coast rap. Yeah, I mean, same flow, you know, same flow, same style. I mean, they talk obviously a lot about West Coast shit, yep. you know, khakis and khakis and dickies and yeah. uh, smoking sherm, that sort of shit. Fresh pressed khakis in my palm box. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. very different from what was going on at the time because this was a heavy 
gangster rap period sure so 95 time, like, listening yeah listening to this i got made fun of in high school for having this album and liking it well whoever the fuck made yeah. fun of you is probably <laughs> working at Dwayne reed <laughs> neil <laughs> so so it is said indeed because it was artsy too, like the yeah. Far Side. They were dancers for In Living Color, right? Yeah, or yeah. A couple of them. Were. I, I didn't know, know that. Cover, but yeah, they were. Th- dancers. That's what I had heard. Like Imani and Booty Brown were dancers. Yeah, I think they were part of the Fly, like the Fly Girls and guys or whatever. Something on like that. The Fly yeah. Dudes. The Fly Dudes. <laughs> I know um, the Fly Girls. Jennifer Lopez was a Fly. J Lo was, was one. Yes. Oh my God. Rosie that's Perez. Where she came from. Look, the point is, it's an incubator for talent. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was a uh, uh, wasn't Rosie Perez? Was she a fly girl? I well we'll we'll fact check it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she choreographed some shit for them. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. St- Brooklyn stand up. But nine, 95, the nineties were just it was pretty crazy. It was pretty mm-hmm. crazy well, uh, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about this. Okay. Um, yep, let's talk about this. The, the, the lab cabin, California, November fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. All right, so. Um, the first track that we get into on the album is Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. It's, uh, to me, it's like, uh, they, they like this, the song opens with like, let me entertain yeah. you. Yeah. And it's like, kind of like a Willy Wonka taking you into the chocolate factory. Right, right. Sure, it's yeah, It's like, yeah, welcome yeah. to the weird, get down with our style or go home. Yeah. Um, get up off of that bullshit, stop fighting, fighting that, that feeling. feeling. Mm. You know, I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's a nice little intro and it kind of like pulls you in in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a song that like, if I smoked weed, I would smoke a joint too. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, I'd, I could do that. Um, I don't know if I'd put anything into that joint, but I definitely would smoke weed. A lot listen of this, to this first track. has that feel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, definitely. That's the thing about this album. As we get into it. Um, but, yeah, um, the production on this. I mean, I, I'm looking at the production lineup right now, but Diamond D was on there. Yep. Diamond D? Uh, yep. Yeah. Like, Diamond uh, Groupie Therapy. Yep. You can hear oh, wow. it. When I heard, like, listening to it a second time, almost, I don't know, more than 20 years later, um, you can when you listen to that track and we'll definitely get to it you could tell diamond d like it has a diamond d feel definitely mm-hmm. um so yeah but that's uh that's the the bull like like i like that as it was bullshit was a nice little hook intro yep. into mm-hmm. the world yep. into the far side and then jay dilla he was known as jay swift back then okay produced a lot of this album that was their producer slash dj Mm. So it's like you gotta ask yourself, how dope is this group that Jay Dilla is their DJ? Mm-hmm. You know, very dope. <laughs> I would, kinda, I would. It's pretty crazy. I mean, the beat for Drop Track Nine, like that, might be in my top five beats of mm-hmm. any, like of any hip hop song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much going on. Yep. It's like it's changing constantly. Yep. And there's so many layers of just vocals and humming. Yeah. He, he compiles on it's amazing That's, and th- yeah. they made a video for that they did. and it was backwards yep. like it was shot in reverse yeah it was uh, spike jones yeah spike jones uh, um worked a lot with beastie boys yeah. ad rock uh, makes a cameo in that video oh yeah and mike d so yeah that's right yeah they just that's like, right lean oh, in oh man okay so let, let's move on because okay. it's like now i really want to get to that right 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 <laughs> okay so, um, second track, we have uh, Far Side. 
mm-hmm. which is obviously the name of the group. And then mm-hmm. you know they get into this, and it's pretty. It's a pretty dope song, and the hook is their names. Yeah. Imani Booty Brown Fallop and Slim Kid Trey. We do it this way. We do it this way. Another and again another track that you know really I really wanted to smoke weed mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I I haven't smoked weed in like twenty years but real talk I was really like man this is a nice you relax to this you mm-hmm. decompress yeah. and let them take you away man when I was a pizza guy in college I was just like I would have to drive for nine hours right and I would just listen to that that album. And those okay. are the songs you can just tune out. You're like not at work anymore, yep. mm-hmm. you know, because it's just it's so relaxing. You're just kind of driving, and you're like, yeah, Amani Booty Brown, Fat Lip, and Sim Contrite. Like it doesn't mean anything right. to but just say their names. You know what it, it this is? Way. I felt like that was something that the record company was like, well, you know, you need to say your name when you rap so that people can remember it. That's like a comedy trick. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll tell you in comedy, like during your set, you know, you should have a joke where you say your name, mm-hmm. so the audience remembers you when you're gone. And say it at the top and bottom, like yeah, and in the like middle. a subliminal thing. Yeah. And then I, I do that sometimes where I'm like, what would Neil Charles do? And then people <laughs> well, are like, oh, what would certi- what would Neil Charles at Certified Hilarious do? <laughs> exactly. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full, get the full branding in. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's that's how you got to do that, right? That track is also though like it's uh, none of them are telling stories on it, whereas yeah. most of the songs on the album they're telling right. stories. Right. So it's almost like they're just showing off their lyricist right. ability. Right. And like, mm-hmm. Fat Lip comes in as usually comes in and just schools everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's just his forte. That's kind of what he does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slim Kid sings his rap. He does that a lot. Everyone kind of has their own little trademark thing, Mm -hmm. and he he harmonizes a lot. And um, as we'll get into, she said, which he produced that. And Fat Lip did? No, 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 no. Slim Kid Trey. Slim Kid Trey did that, and he he harmonizes and sings in that. So Mm -hmm. you could tell that was kind of the direction that he wanted to go. But ah, I'm gonna save it until we get to that song. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's my favorite song on the album. Mm. Very nice. Okay. So next we have um, Groupie Therapy, <laughs> which this yeah. is, it's so hard to say a f- that I have a favorite track and song because I liked it all, but this easily rises to the top. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. lyrically and the beat is insane. Yeah, with this that xylophone. Di- this is the Diamond D beat. It is a Diamond D beat. Diamond D loves him some xylophones. That's, he does. That's one thing you can he say really... about Diamond D. Very well produced. And uh, uh, I, the the obviously the uh, uh, theme of the song is that uh, these guys are fucking groupies, yep. as they want to do, yep. and they uh, need to get help because they yep. just keep fucking groupies, yep. and they keep getting <laughs> their heart broken by yep. the groupies. Yeah, in love with yep. the groupies. Which I think that's uh, rule one, right? Don't love them hoes. Mm. <laughs> I think that's you know starter as a famous person. Uh, what I th- what was one of the lines like? You can break my heart, but you can't, or you can break I'll me let off. You break me off, but I won't let you break my heart. Yes, yeah. there it is. Yep. Brown says that. Which, and I love the step out the step out my world and turn the light that off. Slim Kid Trey. That's yeah. just gems being dropped. It's crazy. Yeah. Step out my world. What is it? Step out my world. Step out my world and turn the light off. Mmm. <laughs> That's putting way too much. That's putting way too much <laughs> stock in a a girl who likes you for your music, man. Yep. And then Fat Lip kind of tells a story where he has a girl that goes to all the hip-hop shows and then she just meets like 
guys that are like more famous than him mm. and then she's just backstage and everything and then again heartbreak ensues and i get back the very next week yeah. only to learn my kid was turned like a technique <laughs> my table was turned like a technique that's one of my that's the other fucking line that was hot man yeah. So hundred last thing in the world that I wanted. Yeah, was my girl going out every night getting blunted. Yeah, yeah. their rhyme schemes are insane too. Yeah, they're dope, like, man. Um, yeah. It always felt like I, I'm not. I, I'm bad at telling Booty Brown from Imani because they're both so nasal. They're very yeah. They're very yeah. high pitched. Yeah, but um yeah, they have their own sound. Mm -hmm. But like one of them, it feels like was like learning to rhyme from Fat Lip. Like, it would seem that way. Yeah. I mean, because it's like Fat Lip. He was just. Without a question, whenever I talk to anybody about these albums and this group, he was just on another level. Mm -hmm. He just was. Yeah. So, I mean, when they had an interview with Jay Dilla. Right. And he Rest talked in peace. about. Yeah, RIP. Uh -huh. And he talked about what he was going through with that group. And there was lots of tension with that group because they just could not get along. Really? Like you had all these different personalities and they couldn't get along. Mm-hmm. So he would talk about how he was like Fat Lip and Slim Trey, those were the guys that could really rap. And Booty Brown and Imani, they were some hip hop dancers. And then uh. they, they kind of like got into this, but it was those other two dudes, they could really rap. So they carry it, they were carrying the crew, yep. is what yeah. it sounds like. Yep. And they could rap about things. Like they didn't just get on the mic and talk about how they came on the mic. Mm. Like. They would really like tell. They told a story in almost every song. Oh, there's side sidetrack. I hate to get sidetracked, but there's a, a really dope track called "All I Want for Christmas." Whoa! And it's with Fat Lip, mm -hmm. Slim Kid Trey, and Saint Imey from the Waskles, right? I don't actually know the because the Waskles <laughs> they were like the baby Far Side. Like Far Side oh. had kind of taken them under their wing. And they had like they they never even dropped an album. It didn't happen. The Waskels never the did. Waskels with a W. Okay. And they were kind of like modeled after the Little Rascals. Mm -hmm. And they had a song, a single called "Class Clown." Okay. And if you look it up on YouTube, it's one of the funniest videos from back in the '90s. Like it's from around that time, like '93, '94. Mm -hmm. And these are West Coast dudes too. These are West Coast dudes too. Okay. And I would say that was one of the best collabo songs i've ever heard about like having your heart broken yeah man these guys stay <laughs> getting was. stay getting trampled on by these ladies man i would just say for our listeners and for you guys you guys are my good friends check that song out okay okay i actually can play it for you after the show because i have it on my phone but i really would like everyone to check that song out the waskles it? Yeah, it's, I've, it just doesn't. It, the name just doesn't work for hip hop that well. Like they had, like, they yeah, had Alf, Alpha. They had Alfie. Oh my god! Um, they had a guy. Buckwheat. Like, the Buckwheat. His name was Buck Beat. Ah. <laughs> he had a big afro, and they were also signed to Delicious Vinyl or something, or Capital, something like that. Okay. And yeah, it was, it was the mini far side, but yeah, I digress. Almost feels like a parody group, though. This is Did like the far side feel that way too, in a way. Kind of. It was that's kind of how they they were just having fun and just rhyming and mm -hmm. you know. This was like uh, Weird Al Yankovic's dream is the the Waskels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, this album, it's a very different from the first album. It's like you can you can hear the maturity 
Mm-hmm. Like these guys have grown up, and mm-hmm. you know they're a lot more mature on this album than they are on on the first on the first album. It's like they have tracks talking about weed. There's a track where far, where um the far side is just talking. The, the they're just telling your mama jokes. Yep, that's what <laughs> the group does. It's just so funny. And there's a track called "Oh Shit," where Fat Lip is talking about fucking a tranny. Yeah. And oh it's my. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like again, I'm dressed, but and a trolling prank phone call track. Yes, but it's yes. A, to a rap, it's insane. Right. Yeah. That's uh, it. That's a. <laughs> but they do have a rule that on every album they do, they have to have one song about weed, all about yeah. weed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Splatatorium on yep. this one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Which is coming up down the line. Let's let's, let's, let's we'll get move there. On, it's just hardly it's hard to stay on track because they're so great. All right. right. Uh, next track <laughs> is uh, the first single mm-hmm. from this album, Running. Yeah. So, and that was one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. Love an, Running. Love Running. I can. I feel like I can. What's the hook? Can't keep running away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't keep running away. Yes. It, it really just pulls you in. And when I heard, when I saw the video for the song, first of all, amazing video. Um, it it really let the world know that the Far Side is back. This is album number two. And this is the, this is the lead song, and it was big. Like it was on every chart. It was on Rap City Top Ten when they had that. It was everywhere. Hmm. And um, this song is about bullying and not facing your problems and things like that. So I didn't even know that this song was like the anthem for a while for anti-bullying. Really? This song. Interesting. Because when you listen to it, you know, they talk about like running from their problems, getting beat up in school and being bullied, things like that. Hmm. Wow. I always picture them at Crenshaw because they rap about Crenshaw High. Yeah. And I just picture like Dre and Snoop being the bullies at that school. <laughs> and they're just like these kind of artsy kids yeah. were just, they're not the losers, but they're just trying to avoid the yep. bullies. And then Fat like, talked about that. Does he, he really? Was, yeah. In the, in, in, the, in the song where he was like, yeah, you know, I was just back at the school at three, Crip niggas throwing C in my face. And you're just running from bullies. And, you know. Oh. I never actually looked up the lyrics on that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, as a as an aside, mm-hmm. uh, notable alum from Crenshaw High, mm-hmm. Ice T. Nice. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But go on, <laughs> Someone, sorry. Ice T was my second choice. Someone's created on this. one of the most amazing hip hop groups. So, and, so there you go. But yeah, but this this song, um, <clears throat> this is one of the songs where I think all of them are on it. Mm-hmm. Or is someone is Romai missing? Is is Booty Brown missing from this song? Booty Brown might be missing. Booty you got, Brown is missing from this song. Yeah, you definitely have. Uh, yeah, uh, Imani. Yeah, that's the. It's 1995, yep. and now that yep. I'm older, like that's him yeah. in the video. He's in the Jeep. Right. And then you get Slim Kid Trey. And are they playing like croquet in part of the video? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing with the white suits. Yep. And uh, I love that. And then I think they're they're in, they're there with their girlfriends. The video is kind of all over the place because first you see Fat Lip getting bullied at school and at some points you see like um like slave characters mm. like running through the fields and things like that so that's a form a of bullying of images and then you see them the final image is them with i guess all their girlfriends or wives at the time like all dressed in white hmm. like it's like it's a wedding they're in a field okay and then uh i feel like the cover of this album was that right they're dressed in the white suits. And it's like, 
I'm looking at the album cover right now, and yeah. it's like different like yeah. uh, shots or like right. different. It, the screen's cut up. It's like the, fragmented. Yes, that's that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> fragmented. And I know like Slim Kid's verse, he talks about like lynching. Yep. And so is it like just it's sort of like the the idea of running from your problems, like right. facing all your bullies, like right. throughout history, throughout right. life, yeah. and like mm-hmm. it's such a mournful song too. Yeah. It's so like it's really like all minor chords, sad. Yeah. Um, Even the hook just sounds sad, like a sad hymn. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's like chanting. Yep. Would not want to smoke weed to this. <laughs> so thought I would throw the you very sad. Half. Not, What's that? Have. Yeah. yeah. Have. You fell asleep. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want that, man. No way. Yeah, great song. And then after that we get to Charlie's favorite song. Yeah. She said. She said. Mainly because of Fat Lips verse. Mm. Fat Lips verse is one of my favorite verses in hip hop. Wow. On that song. It oh is wow. Perfect. Um and it's just like again, it's a story about meeting a woman, like going out to the club, uh, meeting a girl, taking her home, realizing that she's got problems and just being like, all right, that's cool. I'm not going to like mess with you. Like, but she's like, can you stay the night? And he's like, fine. And it's just like, okay, that's it. You get, you know, it's like a, it was just kind of like a weird message. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it, but he did it anyway. He didn't want to do it, but he, but like, he's like, okay, stopping, like just being respectful and like dealing with that. Yeah. I know my homie's gonna clown because I let her stick around. Yeah, exactly. Um, But like every time he raps on a slow song, it sounds like he's just like kind of like sliding up to the mic and like dragging his other foot really slow. (laughs) It's just like, that's funny. Like it's such a great like it's smooth, but he can like bend the note really long. Yeah, and yeah, it's incredible. He's just a smooth dude Mm -hmm. and uh, and respectful of the ladies. At least in that song. Well, I don't know about that one. Well, in this song, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, he, uh, she did not want the coitus. He said, cool. You got to hear the song, Can You Cook, on his solo album. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's a very funny dude. Yeah. That's. she said, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't like it. But I like the remix to it. There was a remix. There was a She Said remix. Okay. It was a little bit different, different beat. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was better than this. But this, I I was like, it's just okay. But I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Trey kind of like, he doesn't sing it that well up front. Like, and maybe with the original beat, but it's like, it's kind of like, it's right. it's like aimless. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. I, I, it's still my favorite song. Despite he sings not, in the song. He sings in it. He but wants he, to sing. Right. A lot. Yes. Um, but I, I like his singing at the end of the song, yeah. like after Fat Lips verse. But it's really, it's like Fat Lips verse is so good that I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like he could just be like hitting a drum yeah. and like throwing cans at his girlfriend. I wouldn't care. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's very um, different than the things that Fat Lips does and it's mature. Mm-hmm. Not to say that he's not immature, but he says some of the funniest immature shit on record. Fat Lip? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because Bizarre Ride 2. And I'm looking at Jim like... I'm giving you this album. Mm-hmm. You're getting All right. this. All right. I will. Like it or not, you're getting this album. Fair enough, man. Laugh. It's hilarious. I like to laugh. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I like funny. Yep. Okay. So as we move on, Splatatorium is the next track. About weed. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the weed track. That's, that's the, the weed track. track. That was the one that in college I was like giggly over. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> they're rapping about weed. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And like that was kind of the extent of it. Like I was like, this is a chill song, but yeah. I was like, oh, they're rapping about this illicit substance. It's, it's so like cool. an interlude, but kind of not. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, you know. Yeah, and you can hear the jazz influence. It's amazing. Oh yeah, right? there's like a piano solo yep. in it, and yep. like it's a very smooth song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, is there a horn on this, or am I making this? There's another song I'm thinking of. Um, never mind. Don't listen to me. <laughs> there's a horn on the last song, the E N D. Yes. It's like a muted trumpet. Oh, that's where I was. But there's like a dope little horn section that I can't like. I hear it in my head, mm-hmm. but I can't obviously like play a horn right now to tell you yeah. what it is. You so hear like the different instruments on this album, and you know, Dilla was always good at, at meshing the different layers together. Was he ever, man? Yeah. You want to talk about a dude out in the ear for shit? Yep. Uh, that'd be your boy. Yep. Um. Uh, the with the next track I'm into. That's oh, if I had to yeah, pick yeah. My, one of my favorites, something that means something is nice. That, mm. Okay, yep, something that means. And hey, you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay, so next track, yeah, let's let's get into it. Something that means something. How did that resonate with you? Jay? Uh, I like the hook, man. It got it's got to mean something that means something. Something that means. I know it's kind of like a basic hook, but no, it was. Um, I dug this track. Um, it was super dope. And again. I would, again, believe it or not, would smoke weed to this track as well. <laughs> I know it's uh, been hammered home a lot, but no, I mean, the beat selection, the rhymes on here were tight, mm-hmm. and I fucks with it. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's got that nice funky bass line. More of like a workhorse song to mm-hmm. get you from the, the stoner track to right. getting up to drop, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But then again, it's like Fat Lip comes in at the end and just like puts on a clinic. Yep. Just, uh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna smell spell my name and it's gonna be some of the best rapping you ever heard. Yes. Yeah. Like, and then after that we get uh, all the way live, which is that's really an interview. Mm-hmm. That's just a little mm-hmm. thing they did just having fun. Um, that's not the one. I mean, again, like this is, I'm kind of new to this album, so I'm still trying to fumble yeah, my way through it. All the way live. Yeah, like, okay. baby, 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 baby. And there's okay. a pipe organ. Yep. I was thinking of the other. Well, there's the other. I don't know if it's the beginning of the track. I was, I'm jump. I'm jumping around a little bit, but they're like talking to a kindergartner about picking up chicks. Oh, oh. that is a uh, little D. Yes. Yeah. Little D. yeah, that's great, man. It's one of their sons, right? Yeah, that's that's mm. Fat Lip's son. Oh, is that Fat Lip's son? Because, okay. well, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll, we can get, yeah. we can get so into it. So next track is Drop, which was the second uh, video and single for this song. Mm. And this song was one of my favorites. And it uh, it was it was top 10 mm-hmm. on like uh, on, on charts and, and Rap City top 10 when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the video that Jim was talking about. Where it's played backwards. Right. And, and the people uh, are like falling down. Yeah. But they're like mm-hmm. getting up. Yeah. It looks like. Yeah. It's it fucking amazing. dope, man. I feel like this was uh, one of the best uh, verses from Booty Brown mm-hmm. on this song. The worth of my he birth s- is a billion. He and you started know it off. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Imani. Ima- yeah. Imani was good, too. Okay. But I felt like Booty Brown really just. Uh, he just. He set it off. Mm-hmm. He really did. That's the let me freak the funk obsolete at the punk to talk more junk than Cypress Hill. Yup. Yeah. More junk than Sanford sells. That's dope. <laughs> yes. 
because he oh. sold he sold a lot of junk. I always thought he was saying talk more junk than Cypress Hill. Uh, I'm an idiot. More junk than Sanford Sells. Oh my god, that makes a lot more sense. What he says because <laughs> he's of so his high pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just learned about rap genius like what a year ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta get on that more. Um, yeah, it's funny because I like I pull up the album on Wikipedia and like they have like the rap genius links to all this shit. Mm-hmm. So if you want to follow along at home, <laughs> you're more than welcome to get on Rap Genius. Yeah, so and definitely check out the video. Yeah, the video. They had to learn all the lyrics to their verses backwards. Yeah, which is insane. That's yeah. nuts, man. Yeah, they were really committed to making that work. Um, I saw uh, uh, this video uh, at a bar in Williamsburg, I think probably like last year. And I just like remember it being backwards. And I was like, oh, that's the video that's backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Very creative. Although Exhibit did something similar. Well, what you see is what you what get. You get. Yeah, exactly. That was very well done too. Yeah, that was well done in some too. weird sequence, yeah. akin to this. I mean, it was really the golden age of rap. It really mm-hmm. was. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Tell me, should I know? And next we get into, hey you. Yes, another. Uh, this is my favorite. Uh, oh, it's a. It's a well, this is. Uh, it's a battle between this and something. I mean, something. Okay. Hey you. I was singing that today. Yeah. I was singing it today at work. Yeah. That's another one. That has horns in it, I think, too. Yep. Yes. There's, that's another song where the beat is just like it's six, six layers. Yeah. Six layers. There's yes. so many things going on in that yes. beat. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, this was um, this is another one that I dug. Uh, the dramatics are on here, apparently, as I'm like looking at the vocals. Uh, like the West Coast uh, funk band mm-hmm. from the 70s. Yes. Oh, that makes sense because there's a chorus, very oh soft. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the background. Ba, ba, I hate you. And uh, yes, all in all, this is uh, this is battling for first as my favorite track. Mm-hmm. Trey kind of sticks out with the best verse on that song too. He opens yeah. it up with the like "Beam me up, Scotty." Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like they all put pull their weight at different times. They I'm, something different to the table. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing that, yep. that there's kind of like a trade-off, except Fat Lip seems to be the, uh, yeah, the standout. Fat Lip, he was just like a beast. Yeah. Like you always have one person on the team that's just ridiculously good, and that is why the team wins. Right. That is why the team wins. It works well together. Like it can't work well alone. It works well together, but there's just one person that's just a beast. Yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, Jordan Theory. I'm looking up his uh, exactly. Steph Curry, <laughs> yes. all that. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at his uh, his career, his discography, and he's uh, 47 years old, Fat Lip, and still he, out there. His solo album from '05 is really good. I think it's called "What's Up, Fat Lip." What's up, Fat Lip? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good album. There's stuff from like uh, that video was so weird. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a 30 minute documentary that Spike Jones made uh, called "What's Up, Fat Lip." Yeah, it's all about that. About the video? About, or, or about his life, yeah. Oh, that's when oh. he told the story about the fucking the tranny on Bizarre Ride. That's where that's from. Oh. It's from that. He told the story about that. On the documentary? Yep. Okay. I still need to watch the whole doc. I've started watching it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, he, yeah, he got accused of being a crackhead. Because mm-hmm. he spends most of his solo album just dispelling that rumor. Right. He's like, I'm not on crack, you guys. Yeah. And 
yeah, like it's so funny that he has to like or he had to like make that like a public issue statement i'm just like i'm not smoking crack okay so that just lets you know there's some really crazy stories about him out there. for sure and then jay dilla he like complained about him like he was like when we were in the studio they always wanted to tell me what i need to be doing or what i should be doing in the booth hmm. and the main person that did that was fatlet he would say and then he'd be like there was a, there was there was a little beef here and there because like you know when they would get their checks from the record company there would be a check he was like there would be a check that came for them and they had to split that and then i would get my own check uh for me <laughs> and they uh. always had a problem with that but he was like i didn't <laughs> I did my work and i was doing my thing hmm. And also, I mean, really good read. <laughs> he's, you know, he's doing the bit. Well, he's making the music. They're yeah. doing the, they're rapping. Yep. So I think, I feel like that's too. Anyway, I don't want to get into the business on that. After that is another interlude. It's, uh, wait, no, 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 no. My Why? Mistake. My mistake. Why is next? Why is really good? I mean, there's so many really good tracks on mm -hmm. this. And well, we don't why pick slouches. Is, why, yeah. you got, <laughs> why is, it, that's the hook where it's like, why you got to always be, why you got to be like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't things work out, basically? Yeah. Yep. Um, Trey gets really philosophical mm -hmm. and, like, like sort of, like, gaining security, gaining, like, sort of being okay with the world. Mm -hmm. And then it goes, like, it goes into Fat Lip's story about the friend or the guy he knows yeah. that moves to this, moves to L.A. from, like, Wyoming. Yep. Yeah. It's ganged up and then, like, just completely, like, like, it's killed, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite just hip-hop stories. Mm -hmm. Like, story raps yep um he uh yeah i remember that's as you're saying it like i was just thinking like i had like the bit like that's such a picture that got painted for me in my head of like the dude that you know moves to la and wants to be down and is is down for being is down for being down sake mm -hmm. didn't like phony people man yeah man and that life's not a fun life i mean it looks glamorous but Yo, man, being a gangster ain't fun, dude, because you die or go to jail. I think, like, that song I listen to so much that when I hear about, like, a comic getting something before their time, mm -hmm. in yeah. my mind, I immediately go to, like, hooked up quick with that influential slang, gangster, mm -hmm. stroll, cornrows, the whole shebang. Yeah. And it's like someone just got Conan, and I'm thinking that. Yeah, like, hmm. Yeah. You ain't ready. Yeah, Why exactly. Why the fuck shit got to be like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why I got to be like that? Why I got to be like that? Motherfuckers. All right, and then we move on to moment in time. Okay. And I feel like this is where they show their maturity on the track is where they, well, I mean, it's just, it's such a difference between what they were doing on the last album mm -hmm. and this one is like really deep and, you know, philosophical. This is the one where Trey is talking about Slim Kid Trey is talking about his 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 family members and friends that have passed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, just, it puts a different feel on the album. It puts a different feel. Like this song takes it in another direction. I wouldn't yeah. smoke, but I would pour some out. Yes, yeah, exactly. yes, pretty much. Put the joint out for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You clip it, and then you just remember those who who have passed on. Um, so what do you? Uh, where are we at now? And then we get to the hustle. Oh, it's such a funny song. You gotta do it, do it, do it. Yeah. 
That's what that that's the song that reminds me most of Bizarre Ride, mm-hmm. just because the the beat is so zany. Yeah, it's and, it's out there. Yeah, really high yeah. energy, really spastic, and I think it's also they have Spooge Cat on, mm. who they have like as a guest on a couple songs from uh, on Bizarre Ride, and so it's like just like a little bit weirder. Like there's the guy who's like um, I can't remember how they rap exactly. But he's like, big boy's the nigga in charge over here. Sorry for that. Mm. Um, <laughs> you got caught in the moment. I got caught in the moment. And it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's, uh, but yeah, it's like just he's getting really weird while he's rapping. Right. And like you don't hear that on this album, whereas like that's the norm on the old album. Oh, yeah. On, on Bizarre That's Ride. a fucking weird album, but weird in such a funny, good way. Do the hustle, <laughs> as they'd say. And there's like one whole thing like uh, – there's like the New Jack reference, like you have to have a New Jack City reference on a hip hop album usually, from the '90s. Yeah, for sure. Right, like, um, so one dude is talking about like his uh, his life of dealing, but it's again, it's like just sillier. Yeah, the song has no seriousness compared to like they no. just did a song that was like right. an R.I.P. to everyone they right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is this the one uh, where uh, I don't know who it is, but he's standing behind Coolio in the county line? Yeah. Is it? Wait. That's it's like stand behind Coolio in the county because reason I uh, it's such an esoteric reference, but like Coolio had the song sitting on the county line off mm-hmm. of uh, Fantastic Voyage mm-hmm. or Takes a Thief. Yep. Sorry. So yep. shout out to Coolio. Yeah, that was big. That was huge. Mm-hmm. West Coast legend. <laughs> Uh, so we're uh, oh, next we get into Little D, yeah, Little D, <laughs> which is an interlude of uh, it's Fat Lip's son, and they're having him say uh, really crazy shit in the studio, yeah, and like just you picking up some bitches, yep, you picking up some bitches, man. <laughs> There's nothing more fun for me than when adults get kids to swear, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Big Boy have uh, Babu? He has Bamboo uh, on a couple Bamboo. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's almost the same, mm-hmm. like, screwing around on the mic. Right. Um, and, like, I just remember, like, the idea of, like, and little D's got a little D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a six-year-old girl. You got to watch out. He's after, he's after them babes, man. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. The only weird thing I think about the, like, after why... It's like they didn't plan out the tone of the rest of the album. Yeah. So it's like, let's do a really sad song, right. then a really silly song, yeah. then uh, this track with my son, and we're yeah. going to have him say sexy things. Right. It, it got Creepy, kind of sexy things. Yeah. And then this next song, then they get into devil music. Yeah. Which. Interesting concept. Uh, yes. Because obviously they're talking about the record industry and they say one of the most prominent lines in the the music business, which is, and it's the hook. It's like, every time I step to the microphone, I put my soul on two inch reels that I don't even own. Yep. That's what they do. Yeah. That's the record business. Right. That's what it is. Record company rule 4080. Oh, yeah. Industry people are shady. Yup. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's why we do the show, Charlie. Yes. That's why we do the show, buddy. Yep. What's so, cr- yeah. What's crazy on devil music is uh, Trey's verse. It's like talking about like his relationship to the devil going to church as a kid. Yep. And like how his mom put the fear of the devil. Mm-hmm. 
and then like that is what takes you to the hook. Yep. And so it's like it it gets actually like really kind of like a dark song. Yeah. And then Amani comes in and is like cartoonish. Yeah. Um, That's just who he is. Yeah, you know? exactly. He can't not be that. Which right. I feel like that's why he's missing on certain songs. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why he's not on She Said. Yeah, like, you why don't you mean? hang back and dance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you Woody dance? Brown. Why don't you dance so we can hear it's you? Woody Brown. Right. Why don't you go do the running man? <laughs> yeah. We'd love to listen to you dance right now. Yeah. Is, that, so, is it possible? Voice, for us just kind of like alluding to the fact that, you know, I sold my motherfucking soul to, to do this. And, uh, I mean, show business as a whole, I think, you know, it ain't just a record business. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what, I I have a question. Uh, what does the end in the ND, that song, what is is that an acronym? I mean, it's an acronym, I'm assuming, but do we know what that stands for? I actually do not know. I don't either. Or it may not even be anything. Maybe they were just walking around. There's another track that's like all, uh, all caps with, uh, periods, right? It's like, is it bullshit or groupie therapy? Mm, no, no. no. Is it just the E N D. Yeah, just okay. the E N D. So E N D, which is the final track, it's it kind of takes you out of the album on a happy note, kind of like how you came in. Mm-hmm. It's saying nothing but the E N D. Yeah, but if you actually listen to the lyrics, Touch some of the lyrics, soul be free. Yeah, right. But like some of the lyrics are like the world's about to end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like things are really bad, and yeah. we got to get together and start the revolution. Right. And like, but they're doing uh, it in like a happy tone in right. a way, which is kind of weird. And then it's weird for me because now that I'm looking back, I'm like, this was the last full album, and this ain't nothing but the END. So it was like maybe all the shit in the background that was going on between the group, they were like, yeah, this is the fucking end. Like this, mm-hmm. this is I'm it. done with you. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is done. Until 2000 with Plain Rap. Yeah. And then there you go. Which has some really, really good songs. No fat lip. No fat lip. No fat lip. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're okay I mean, with that. there's some garbage on that album. There's right. some straight trash, but there's right. one two minute song that's one of their best songs. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I, my, I didn't know what the skyballing meant for the first probably 10 or 20 listens and my friend told me that uh, skyballing is like doing acid mm. so then I started listening to this album again and like interesting in, in uh, on the END he's saying like I'm telling you that the sky is falling but you're too worried about skyballing yeah. uh, but that skyballing gets mentioned like a few times it on does the album. Yeah. it does it does and drop is like dropping acid mm. so I think that they just mm. did some acid and got deep like I can see that yeah I can totally see that which, uh, uh, for the record, acid stays in your spinal cord, I believe. So you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Duly noted. It, definitely. But as a side note, I read that uh, Chris Rock commented on this album. He ranked it number five. Really? On, uh, on his album. But here's the thing. He, he, ran, he commented, but he ranked Bizarre Ride as his number five of, of his all-time greatest albums. And he was like, pretty much, what the fuck happened? He was like, I guess you just have one hit album and that's it. That's what he said about this album. Wow. He didn't like it. Oh, he didn't like he Lab didn't Cabin. Like it. He didn't like Lab Cabin, but he loved Bizarre Rides. Okay. Well, if I ever meet him, I'll be like, "Can we revisit this album? Can we? Can we try let's, it one more time? Let's Definitely. let's give it another shot." Yeah, you know. And 
I'm not going to just ask him to get my career going. I'm going to ask him to right. reconsider this album. Right. And then when he realizes how good my taste is, Indeed. that's when you he'll help me along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's usually how it works: is you talk about something non-comedy related, yeah. and then then you kind of foster that relationship. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Exactly. We solved it. It's we'll, great. We'll now see. I just got to go meet Chris Rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see you in Hollywood. Thank you. Who knows? He could be listening to this uh, right now. Hey man, uh, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, man. So here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. You, because you were in high school, you knew about the Far Side as they were coming out. I didn't find yeah. out for a couple years after. Yeah. But you, so you're telling me that they dropped two singles on this album that yep. get into the top ten on Rap City. Yep. Bizarre Ride is top ten yep. when it's out. Yep. But when you were in high school, you got made fun of for listening to it. Yeah. So what's the, like, how is it that they got so popular? Was it like a Vanilla Ice type of thing where it's popular, but you're a loser for listening to it? Here's the thing. I feel like at that time, hip-hop was kind of just like just getting its legs. Like, it was kind of shaky. You know what I mean? Like, you might have a hot single, but that, you know, doesn't always translate to your album. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like... They were hopping. They were they, they were hot in hip hip hop and the underground, but they, you know, weren't that big in album sales because mm-hmm. this album did not even go gold. No, wow, it didn't go gold. I'm okay. looking at the. Now, uh, I used to listen to things like this and Tropical Quest and De La Soul, so it was a lot different than what everyone else was was listening to. And I was like, I really don't give a damn what y'all like because I like this, and that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just I just feel like you know that's that's me, that's yeah. Me. That's always how I've, I've been. I and felt we, like that was like the Lost Boys on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Like the Lost Boys were incredible, right? But they just never like broke out fully. I agree with you on that. Yeah, give me that. They had some great singles, but then Renee. no one ever no one ever comes up to me and says, "Yo, love, peace, and nappiness was like such a great thing." That was like, second no one, on my list to talk about for this one. <laughs> it's, it's a dope album it's dope it's we may really dope. we may have to have you back on Charles. i i told kyle bostick one time this is another comedian i i told him that he's a huge, he's a huge yeah fan. but we were at at a bar and i was like at in 2013 i listened to renee every day and he started crying. He was laughing at me so hard. And I'm like, not laughing because he thought, like, he was just laughing at me, like, that I was yeah. a ridiculous person. But that is, again, that's like one, I love story raps. A ghetto love, a ghetto love is the love that we live by. Day yeah. by day, I want to run my short day to die. So uh, that's, uh, that's the album, no? Uh, so now we have a uh, 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 end of our show. We have a segment called yes, "Top do. Five of the Twist," yep. and uh, I have to, I I'm gonna defer to you since this has been your you ran you took the ball and ran with this one. Right. But it's like I was I did it the last episode. Oh, did okay. I, I did didn't remember. That's why episode. I deferred. Okay, but I'll right. take it. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Please do. Um. So, <laughs> uh. So just to kind of give you an idea what what's going on here, uh, our segment top five with a twist, uh, is basically it's your top five rapper or top five music. Oh, top five rapper, yep. but with a twist. So, for example, we've had um. 
top five rap groups, yeah. top mm. five rap pairs, yep. okay. uh, top five rappers from the West Coast. So you get it. Yeah. Right? My answer is going to be Akinelli, Akinelli. <laughs> As it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one one should uh, uh, go that route. Um, so then I guess staying in theme with Far Side, um, I'm going to gamble and uh, – uh, throw this out there, but I want to say our top five underground West Coast acts. So it mm. doesn't have. It could be a solo artist. Right. It could be a uh, group, mm-hmm. and anywhere on the West Coast. So you could be up in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be uh, down in LA. But on the West Coast, your top five underground West Coast acts. Wow. Wow. So, and it, it could be, and again, well, as I put all these caveats on, but like, it could also be, in, again, in, it could be a, in a member from the group. So like, if you said fat lip and you were like, fuck the far side, you could do that mm-hmm. as an example. Okay. okay. Cool. So, um, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Is that, sure. that's cool. Um, this, uh, and again, no particular order. Um, now, uh, he's always going to show up on anything West Coast related for me because he's probably one of my favorite rappers ever. But Razkaz would be my uh, underground West Coast artist. Uh, undeniable lyricist. I remember uh, I started listening to him when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17 maybe with Soul and Ice. Uh, I saw the video on BET. It was like, this guy's fucking undeniably dope. Um, so that's uh, one. Uh, two, uh, Brother Lynch Hung. Mm. Who uh, are you familiar with no, this dude? Oh man, he's great. Uh, he's uh, this horrorcore rapper, uh, and <laughs> but he's so talented. Like he's such a dope rapper. Um, he, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? But yeah, he do that like horrorcore West. But it was more on the West Coast. Uh, but he's just fucking sick and crazy. Uh, he used to battle. He battled Snoop Dogg uh, in high school when they were rapping. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh, how far back this guy goes. Um, and he had this—it um, was this movie he was trying to make, and it was about a serial killer who kills rappers. Yo. <laughs> and it would have been awesome if that saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's number two. Uh, number three uh, is going to be Crondon from uh, Strong Arm Steady. Okay. Uh, he's an albino rapper uh he's from south central uh and he's fucking just crazy energy and he's all over the place and i love him and he's probably one of my favorites uh there uh let's see number four um you know i don't know if this counts underground i just think like commercial wise you're not going to hear people talk about him but he's He's in a weird place, but I'm gonna throw him out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna lump him in. But E40, um, yeah, I love E40. Yeah, he's I w- great. I wouldn't have considered him he's, underground, but yeah, but well, see, he, yeah, because he's underground over here, but out there, he's oh, he's a, a god. Yeah, right? oh yeah, he's, he's the, the man. He's yeah. the fucking. He was just on Drink Champs. Was he? Yes. Oh shit! I gotta get that. <laughs> I gotta listen to that. Every home game in the NBA Finals at, at Golden State, they played E40. The entire yeah, time. you know what? Um. <sighs> I want to keep, you know what? I don't know if I want to uh, keep him on there because, like, I he but he, do you understand why I could put him in yeah, like an underground category? Aren't really that um, 
that familiar until he had his breakout hit not even too long ago. Tell me you're gonna go. Yeah. Tell me you're gonna go. And then there's Yup or Choices. Yep. I don't make nope. it rain. I'm not a cloud. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yes. He's so great, He's 40 man. Fonzarelli, man. Yeah. 40, that guy is amazing. 40 Fonzarelli, man. That's my Shit dude. Bang is an incredible, like, just workhorse <sighs> rap song. It's such a, I mean, across the board, man. Um, so I don't know. You know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna keep him on there. Okay. I'm and I and again, it's like article, whatever. It's my list. Um, he was underground for a while. He was underground, uh, so we can give him that. Uh, five Crooked Eye. Mm, from Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye. He's from uh, Long Beach. Okay. Uh, he's in the group Slaughterhouse, which consists of Crooked Eye. Joel Ortiz, Royce59, and Joe Budden. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lyric powerhouse, right? Um, and so, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, he's going to be my fifth. And just such a crazy dope lyricist. Like, he was one of the first to put out... Uh, he was putting out a freestyle a week. Um, he did... He went 52, and he put out, like, basically songs every week. I mean, they were freestyle but he was the first one to do it and then a lot of other rappers followed suit and were doing the same thing but he was the originator of the uh uh freestyle weekly uh but he's yeah he's so fucking dope uh and just wraps rap circles around a lot of people uh so that those are my top five west coast underground asterisk artists <laughs> so uh whoever's up take it away neil uh sure i'll cool. definitely go next um, well, first of all, I would definitely have to say uh, The Far Side. And Fair. not just because we're talking about this album. I think I've, they've made my top five groups in the past. Okay. Because, you know, I really, I really, really dug them. And, uh, you know, Bizarre Ride, I feel like that was, that was just life-changing. Like, that album made me happy yeah. as a person. <laughs> it's impossible not to be happy after listening <laughs> yes. to that freaking album. Yeah, it's just so creative and fun. And I know I'm harping about this, but that is my... I'm not... I'm not I shouldn't do an order. I'm not doing an order. But The Far Side has to be on my top, uh, you know, at the top of my list. It doesn't... I mean, you or, can put it in order. Of course. It's your I list, guess. dog. It's not in order. It's not in order, but this group is. That's my number one, is mm. The Far Side. Um, and the rest, of it's in, the rest of this is in no particular order. Um, I'm going to say um, Souls of Mischief. Okay. Which is another group where people were like, oh, these guys must be from the East Coast. They must be from New York, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And um, 93 to Infinity was amazing. I still play that now. It's a classic. I saw me and uh, Reg Ferguson went to go see uh, Souls of Mischief. They were at Knitting Factory. Very go dope. on. Very dope. Um, then I'm going to go with uh, Ace Y'all One. I don't even know who that is. Oh, man. He is an amazing uh, rapper in the West. And he had uh, one song that really sticks out to me. Was He had a song in the 90s called, uh, it was called The Mic Check. And the hook was... If it wasn't for a mic check, you wouldn't have a mic at all. Oof. No, no, no. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for a microphone, you wouldn't have a check at all. And he goes, one, two, one, two. Now I'm through with you. Like it's just 
That's crazy. I might be fucking up the lyrics. You can fact check me on this. It's fine. Well, but, I, I mean, it was like fucking 20 years ago. 20, 25 years ago. To be fair. But, to be fair. But, um, you know, he was very dope. Very underground, dude. Um, kind of like, he, I would say that he was like Doom before Doom. Pre-Doom. he was that dope. And people on the West Coast would just, you know, harp about him. They were like, this guy's so legendary. But he's not mainstream. Hmm. So like, he has a like lot Doom. of underground stuff. But a lot of people don't know about it. The on the most on the known unknown, if yep. you will. Yep. Yep. Which is still doom, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. And after that I have I can't have a list without Rascast. Yeah, you better not. He is on the he's, West. He's a beast. An absolute beast. I uh I, I heard this interview with him. Uh, he was on Combat Jack, and uh, he which is so dope. But uh, Combat pointed out how like you know how some people see, uh, like artists will like see their painting in their head and then can just take that and put it onto a canvas. Mm-hmm. Like they just see it and they can. They just, there's no middle ground. That's how he is with rap. Like he thinks in rap and he's able to talk, like. It's like an innate ability for him to do it. And it really is. Like, he's such a talented dude. But, sorry. As I bogard. He's amazing. I mean, Solo on Ice is just, it's it's insane. Eldridge, Eldridge Cleaver's book. He's got that song on Lyricist Lounge, right? Action Guaranteed? Yes. Okay. He is on Lyricist Lounge. I'm gonna go home and do my Raskas homework. <laughs> yeah, we got Solo on Ice, the song, is one of my favorite songs ever. It's a remix. Well, there's the Diamond D remix, and right. then there's the one that's on his album. Yep. Which do you have the album? Do you have his album? I do. You know, I I do have that album. You do. I do have. There's a really creepy song at the beginning on Earth as it is in Heaven, where he just like talks about being an evil dude and like going <laughs> snuffing Saint Peter and doing What's some wild. He he's talking about. He's talking about religion. He's talking about everything that all the. The, the falsities in like history. Oh yeah, the nature of the nature, threat. Oh, nature of the God. threat is it's amazing. Yeah, and again, like this guy, like uh, I mean, could be like a college professor. Like yep. he's that brilliant. very smart dude. Very so smart, smart. just uh, tears through books. But and um, last but not least, exhibit. I'll give you that. X to the Z, huh? Um, he and, and again, I think he might well. Because he, he, he kind of falls into a weird category because he represents the West, but he's he's not from he wasn't born there. That's from, he's from not Detroit. From there, right? Um, and uh, part of the, part of that crew, the Liquid Crew, Liquid Crew, as you know, Licks, yep. and King T, and those guys. Mm-hmm. So he he kind of does count. He counts. And True. he you know was definitely one of those. Due to like, I would consider an underground. Like you could, like you could put him in that category. Just like I would put E forty because like exhibits on Empire now, right? He had Pit My Ride and all that other crazy shit. But as a rapper, yeah, fuck that. Because before that, it was Forty Days and Forty Nights. Yep, and then Which, At the Speed of Life is one of my oh favorite my albums yeah, ever. Yeah, Oof. he's he's a beast. Remember the song Shrooms? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where the, the flow, he actually shoots the flow and like stops the beat because he's tripping yep. out. Yeah. Yep. I just shot the flow. I shot the flow, man. Wait, where am I at? Yep. Uh, vitamin C molly. pills and orange juice. Yep. Yeah. What are you drinking, nah, dude? It's the shrooms. Shrooms? That's some other shit. 
one of the reasons why George Clinton sees the mothership. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right. So that's your that's the top five. Charlie, what uh, what's your what's your top five, well, you man? You guys totally having E40 and Exhibit in play you, totally disrupts my top five. Okay. Um, okay. You can obviously you can have repeats clearly. Okay. Don't I mean, don't so feel I, like you I, don't. I wrote a five, and now I'm like, all right, I I would definitely I'm gonna do my five. And we'll just pretend that exhibit in uh, E40. E40 will uh, will somehow push some of these guys out. Uh, <laughs> but far side number one, okay, same deal. Yeah. Uh, so it's like kind of what got me into underground rap. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And then Tash from the Alcoholics. Ah. Uh, oh catastrophe. God. Catastrophe yeah. is yeah. from the crew yeah. that drunk the beer up. Exactly. And his like, yeah, like his solo album. Oh, it's is, crazy. It's really good. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, uh, there's a song called Nightfall. Yep. That was okay. Rap Life. Yeah, Rap that Life was, was rap on there life. with Raekwon. Yep. Oh, my God. I remember uh, that song, actually. And that video is uh, yep. really, it's just really good. Like, mm-hmm. they're just listing the, the prices of all the stuff they rent for the video. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> um, the, uh, so, yeah, Tash, Tash is funny. Yep. And, like. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, and I, like, I used to get in, we talk about, like, 90s hip-hop and all that. Like, once Diddy got big and then, like, the, the late 90s, like, was all about, like, Nas and uh, you know everybody was like thinking about Biggie. There was like kind of an anti-fast hip hop, anti-fast rapper, right? Uh, thing, and like I loved Outkast. Um, and Tash was like super fast, just machine gun flow, and I love that. Um, but uh, yeah, so you have Tash and then uh, Defari. Yeah, oh, who's like Defari Rue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I love him just for two songs. Like he, there were. There, I got his album and I was like, all right, this album's okay. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, Killing Spree and yep. Four O Five Fridays are so good that he makes my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Charlie Tuna. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's the sort of thing where it's like I I love J Five, but they kind of bore me. Uh, but like, when I listen to his solo album, I'm like, all right, this is really good. Like he's he's the one who carries that group. Um. And, uh, like, he does the stuff with Ozo Motley, so he'll, like, rap over, like, a salsa band. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. Versatility. Right. Uh, and then Blackalicious is just fair, freaking weird. Um, which is, like, I, I there was that whole, like, era, like, Loot Pack. Did you guys know Loot Pack? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mad Lib. I don't know. Yep. Mad Lib. Um, yep. Yeah, so Mad Lib was the <laughs> yes. guy from Loot Pack. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, and I feel like... That was all kind of the same like scene. Um, yeah, Mad Lib does a lot of stuff with MF Doom, mm-hmm. Mad Villain, yep, and a lot of that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of torn between Blackalicious and Mad Lib, mm-hmm. um, but he would get bumped off for Exhibit in a second. See that and, right there is um, the Lamberth. The Lamberth. So that's the Lamberth. That's what we say when you have someone on your list that. We wish we had thought of first. Mm, exactly. Because Chris Lamberth came here. He was a guest, and that happened. And from then, one of our first. From mm. then, from from henceforth, it was known as the Lamberth. I, mean, I forget it was like Black Thought, maybe. I think, so. I think it was sure Black exactly Thought. Didn't make it on the list, and he just God damn it! Why didn't <laughs> fucking, I fucking think of that? That was like episode number two. Yeah, yeah. it was our second yeah. episode. Yeah, Charlie Tuna and Blackalicious are gone for E40. For and, E40 and Exhibit. Yeah, fair enough. I gotta make 
if I'm if I'm really getting like a lot of room under the cap, then I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, So yeah, that's our show. Uh, You know, Charlie, I want to thank you for coming through, man. Yeah, thanks. And chopping it up on the West Coast shit, far side and all that. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, split out of here, man? Uh, come to my show this Saturday. I don't know if the episode will be out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Jam Studios, quick turnaround. Yo, quick this, turnaround. This will be All up right. tonight. Today, so well. <laughs> anything anything you got to plug from the 22nd on? So this Saturday. This Saturday down at Bluebird in Lefferts Gardens yep. uh, is my show, Big Break. And uh, it's a great show you've been on. Uh, Neil Charles will be on this Saturday. Yes, I will. Uh, oh, it's going to be incredible. Get ready for a ride. Yeah. Um, it's upstairs. It's right? upstairs, yeah. So you come in and you get to watch comedy right in front of Flatbush Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at Charlie Kasov. I'm sure my name will be in the liner notes. Yeah. Of some sort. We'll put you, uh, when we put you on the, uh, uh, when we upload this, we'll have your Twitter handle and all that shit. Cool. And stay tuned for my book when I finally finish it. <laughs> Be on the lookout. In like a year. Uh, what, what's going on with you? Well, um, as Charlie said, I'll be on his show. Mm-hmm. I'll be on the big break. Mm-hmm. Big on break Saturday comedy show. Saturday at 8. And super dope. Yep. Uh, what you got going on, Jim? Uh, well, <laughs> I got everything going on. Um. Yeah. I'm going to be at this storytelling show on Monday called Two Truths and a Lie. Um, Pencil it in. Yeah. Oh, I saw what you did there. (laughs) Make sure you text me. Uh, So, yeah, that's going to be at 272 Meserol the 21st at 8 o'clock. It's a really fun show. I've done it a bunch of times. Um, It's seven storytellers. Two of us are lying. Five of us are telling the truth. I can't tell you which one I am. You'll have to come and check it out. Um, And then uh, I have a dentist appointment on the 28th. So if if you're in Midtown and you want to see me get my teeth cleaned, you can go check that out. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, fuck it, man. Uh, So, yeah, that's our show. Um, And, of course, go find us at Swatches and Boom on Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, email us at swatches and boomboxes at gmail. Uh, rate, rate, rate our show. Uh, subscribe to it, and uh, you can find us on Twitter or on Twitter on Stitcher as well. So go check us out there. Once again, Charlie, thank you for coming through, man. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And stay swatching and boomboxing. Yep.